I've cooked in some of New York City's finest restaurants. I've worked next to some people that were tattooed from their eyeballs to their toes. I've traveled all over the world and eaten some of the best food ever. I want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast called Cooking in the Catskills. I am your host, Brett August. We're going to have some amazing stories from some of Catskills' finest chefs, from some of the chefs that I've worked with that are inspired me to become who I am. We're going to have some amazing stories from our family members that grew up in the Catskills from when they were little kids. And we're going to have the best time ever. Hello and welcome to Cooking in the Catskills. My name is Brett August. I'm your host. And today's special guest is killing it up in the Catskills. Amazing pizza, fresh pastas, great chicken wings. The bar scene's insane. The dog is outrageous. His wife is awesome. The family's great. Chef Ian, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you today? I'm great, Fred. How you doing? I'm really good. I'm good. Thanks for joining. I'm really excited to have you on. You're the talk of the town. I absolutely love your pizza. My wife loves your falafel. Everything, your doughs, you're killing it. What everybody's asking me and they wanted to know is where the hell are you from? How'd you end up in this area? Um, well, I was uh, born and raised in Brooklyn. And to make a long story short of it, my grandfather uh, was an orphan and his foster family was one of the founding towns, uh, founding families of the town of Keshecton. So since he was a child, he'd been um, coming up to Sullivan County. Since my mother was a child, she'd been coming up to Sullivan County. And then since I was as well, uh, my father bought a house across the street from my grandfather in Keshecton, uh when I was probably about six or seven years old. And um, it's always just been uh, the, the the second home for my family. So we've um, we would come skiing in the in the winter, come uh, up and you know spend time on the river in the summers, and that was just always been uh, you know a place that's been very close to my family. So around uh, three or four years ago, uh, right before the pandemic, my wife and I uh, made the full time move up to um, Sullivan County. First, we were living in my grandfather's old house from the 1700s. For for a while, we were managing the, the uh, Dancing Cat over in uh, Bethel. And uh, we've just stayed here ever since. This is great, Ian. But I need more information from you. First of all, tell me, how did you even land your restaurant called The Old Foundation? There's a little history behind this. So fill me in so everybody can know. Um, well, after we had been um, uh, over at the... Dancing Cat for a little while, we had uh, obviously a pandemic happen, and there was a little bit of a lull there in my career because it wasn't the best time for the food service industry. You know, we'd been looking around for a place of our own, eventually stumbled upon the Stone Arch, which, you know, I have memories of from my childhood, and um, got in touch with the previous owners, Brian and Martina, and uh, came and took a look at it and realized, you know, this is pretty much perfect exactly what we had been looking for. So, you know, we put an offer in and and that's how we ended up here. And, and then the, the name, the old foundation, um, heard all types of weird rumors. People saying, oh, isn't that the name of the creek behind the house or something like that? But uh, it really just comes from on my parents' property in Keshecton. There's just an old foundation that's up next to the road that uh, had been the, the house 
is long gone. It was never there since I was alive. But this this little overgrown old foundation was there. And my brother, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, built a uh, little bluestone grill up there. And then my father would put a tent up there every time we had a family reunion or anything like that. And that was just kind of the spot that we would gather because it's overlooking the Delaware. Beautiful view. We had a cool little cook set up there. I added some stuff to it, a little cowboy grill and stuff. And um, we ended up always kind of having our family dinners there. You know, when we started to really conceptualize the restaurant, we were out there cooking on an open fire. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do for the restaurant. And I was just sitting on the old foundation. So that's where the name came from. And my cool. brother's chickens were running around in the yard. And that's where the logo came from. As I came up with the name, a chicken ran past me. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great story. Really, really wonderful. Really great. Well, we're we're glad that you landed up here because, as you know, I love your food and everybody we bring up there loves it. And you're getting busier. You're you're the talk of the town. Why don't you tell me where you learned how to cook? Where where'd you learn how to make this this amazing cuisine that you're popping out? Uh well, first and foremost, uh, my mother probably because she's just uh, always been a great cook and always instilled a, a passion for food and maybe because. It was not like I didn't. I grew up mostly mostly vegetarian. My grandmother would sneak me meat, but uh, my parents, for the most part, were not really big meat eaters. But my mother always would always take me to in Brooklyn to the the good Italian spots in Bensonhurst to get the fresh mozzarella, or you know where the best pizza was, or go over to Atlantic Avenue to get you know the best uh, hummus and baba ganoush and all that kind of stuff. So I always kind of liked exotic foods and ethnic food since I was a child. And then I started eventually, I worked in uh, TV very briefly at HBO for HBO Latino that after about nine months uh, didn't really work out. And I had a friend who was a chef in, in, uh, in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, and he offered me a job with him. And uh, that kind of set off my, my cooking career. I worked in dive bars and little Irish pubs and stuff like that for a while. And eventually it just got to a point where I wanted to uh, kind of, up the game a little bit and and learn a little bit more formally. So I had a, a strange shared taxi ride with two girls from Italy. And um, I was explaining to them how much I wanted to go to culinary school in Italy, and, but I couldn't afford it. And the one girl was like, school is free in Italy. I go, I don't understand what, what are you talking about? She was like, why don't you just apply directly to the university in Italy as opposed to trying to apply through an American school. So I went home that night and I followed her advice. It wasn't free for foreign students, but it was about $30,000 less. And uh, long story short of it, that, that gave me the opportunity to go to to go to Italy. And then I did a, a culinary program at Alma, uh, which is uh, one of the foremost culinary schools in Europe, um, where I specialized in Italian cuisine. And then I did a five-month stage down in um, Puglia, uh, on the, uh, you know, south, uh, eastern kind of peninsula of Italy, that uh, is a beautiful area, really very rich in seafood cuisine and everything like that. And I did a five month stage with um, Angelo Sabatelli, who's a, a Michelin starred chef in uh, the town of Monopoly. I think he's actually moved his restaurant over now to Really awesome. Or something like that. But um, so yeah, I got to the opportunity to really train with some really top caliber um chefs in, in Italy. And then I came back here and um, actually continued to work at a dive bar for a little while. But then I eventually uh, made my way up to the Catskills and ended up sure. here. Man, I could, your cooking in Italy opens up a whole other book of conversations that I, I mean, I could just have with you forever. You know, I fantasization with Italy and where you actually stage is where um, Allison's father's from. So it's kind of cool. cool. And um, I don't know, just 
have a ton of respect for you with just all of your adventures and how you've ended up here. It's not easy what you do, you know, it's, um, and you know, me, especially knowing you so well and, you know, miss picks, shorts, deliveries, things like that stuff, not showing up and dealing <laughs> at a wife, a dog, you know, and buying this place. It's really hard. It's quite wonderful because you mentioned before that you were a kid and having memories in the stone arch of the old foundation. And now you're the head chef there. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's, yeah. oh, no, it comes full circle like that. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. Um, do you have a lot of memories actually cooking in the kitchen with your mom or not really because, you know, as vegetarian or, I mean, were you still doing things with her? Were there memories of you cooking with her? Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember just, I, even as simple as making Velveeta mac and cheese, but <laughs> learning how to do that when I was like sure. six years old. And, uh, I remember the first, uh, horrible kitchen injury I got was in the summer when my mother wasn't home and I was uh we had a babysitter there but i i felt confident enough to make myself some velveeta mac and cheese and i was doing it without a shirt on because i just come back (laughs) (laughs) and as i poured all the the pasta into the colander i i burnt the crap out of my chest with the steam burn Um, but uh yeah as a as a kid i always cooked with my mother apple chicken and used to make little pillsbury biscuits stuffed with cheese and stuff like that (laughs) and uh Sure. Those are great memories. Those those are really great memories. A lot of chefs, uh, really good, great, talented chefs like you that I talked to in an interview, most of them have memories of cooking with their mom. I think that's kind of important. I think they do as well also. For sure. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the cuisine. It's not, you know, I talk about pizza, pasta. There's so much on the menu, the seafood, uh, the falafel, the hummus, the chicken's insane. You know, my wife kind of wanted me to ask you, what do you enjoy cooking the most? Like, what do you really, really enjoy making? Um, you know, I just, I love making uh, dough. I love doing uh, breads and, and things of that nature, which is what kind of brought me to pizza. Um, but I guess that's also kind of a newer um, fascination for me. I, because I, I always used to not enjoy the scientific aspect of cooking as much as just the more... Um, tasting it and the passion of it. But, you know, once you get past the very basic scientific mathematical part of baking, there is so much room for creativity in there and and that's become, and there's so much room for just uh, kind of, you know, feeling the dough and feeling the weather that day and understanding how things are going to rise and when the dough is perfect, something really fun about that for me. But other than that, I mean, I I also love cooking on, uh, we have this awesome Argentinian parisia outside. I love cooking on an open wood fire. That's um, I just love the kind of visceral aspect of you know, sitting lighting a, a fire two hours before I'm even ready to cook and inhaling all the horrible smoke and everything as I'm cooking and my eyes blurring. Something about it is <laughs> fun. Totally. And you have a crack open a beer while you're doing that, and it's a beautiful sunset in the Catskills. The dog running around. That's pretty nice. I never. Bro. I don't drink beer. I'm, not, I'm against it. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I would say that to me, those are the, the two uh, biggest pleasures for me is I love making dough and I, and I love cooking on a outdoors on an open fire. You know, that's just, it's awesome. It doesn't feel like work, you know? So it's your last meal left. They're telling you, I don't know, Ian, listen, my man, I'm sorry. This is your last meal. I don't know why, but this is it. What are you going to have? Oh my God. What a difficult question. I know. <laughs> I know. It's tough, but. No, 
would probably depend on the day that you ask me, but uh, you know, I obviously love a good uh, slice of pizza. Um, but uh, I think uh, I also really love smoked brisket <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I think uh, it might be uh, I might go for risotto. I don't know. Something about risotto is just one of the most comforting foods in the world. Ugh, to me. I love risotto. You're a great chef. You've got a lot of things going on. I want to ask you last question. You know, you got your wife, you got your dog. What are your goals? Are you going to stay up in Sullivan, which I hope you do? You're going to maybe open up another restaurant or is, you know, this is just the beginning for you, obviously, but what's your goal? What's your, you know, where, where are you headed? What's going to happen after this? You know, um, right now I'm pretty, pretty focused on what's directly ahead of me. So, you know, the next big step is getting, um, our outdoor dining area together and getting my uh, liquor store open. But beyond that, I don't know. You know, I, I always, like I said, I love baking, maybe a bakery one of these days, but yeah, I mean, long-term my goal is to be sitting on a beach in Italy. <laughs> maybe a little rock box <laughs> a couple pies and uh relaxing in the sun you know <laughs> i don't know you know it could be nice to, to open another restaurant uh at some point um but um right now i'm so so consumed with everything i have in front of me that uh it's kind of it's kind of hard to see so far past that so sure sure but i think um yeah i'm i'm here in the catskills uh, to stay, I don't really have much of an interest in opening uh, a restaurant down in New York City. If this is stressful for me, I can't imagine what it's like to, <laughs> to do it in Manhattan. You know, um, and I don't know that it would be that rewarding for me. I really like to go out outside, and I got a creek behind the house. Uh, I live upstairs from my restaurant. You know, there's something really nice and old fashioned about uh, the setup I have right now. So yeah, I think uh, just moving forward, I just want to get what I have here to its full capacity. And, uh, and then I can focus more on what, what the next step is. Cool, man. I think cool. all, leading, all leading towards the beach in Southern Italy, though. <laughs> oh, man. Eventually, I'll join you. Good luck, my friend. And sky's the limit for you. I um, I enjoy um, our our relationship. I enjoy eating your food. Um, I enjoy listening to people talk about their experiences um, after they leave you because they all text me. Um, and you're a great guy. I think that you're going to be super successful. I'm just, I'm really happy for you. So I want to thank you so much for joining me, Brett August here on Cooking in a Catskill, Chef Ian Boyle, the executive chef owner of The Old Foundation. Thank you, man. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for everything. You're open every day of the week, except for, I think, is it Sunday and Monday? Yeah, we're closed on Sunday and Monday, but all right. uh, we're open for dinner Tuesday through Saturday. Great, great. Everybody should come down. You're a great guy. You're a great chef. It's a great family environment. Thank you for being on the podcast. And I'll see you soon, my friend. Brett, thank you. Thank you. Talk to you later.